At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is Betting Across America here on Sunday, July 3rd, 2022. It's almost America's birthday tomorrow. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll have James Salinas in, uh, in a few moments from Mile High in Colorado. Happy to be with you on a loaded Sunday. There is F1, there is tennis, there is baseball, there is potentially Kyrie Irving being flipped for Russell Westbrook in the mix here. A lot going on. Oh, and by the way, there's golf as well. Plenty happening today on a Sunday here on 4th of July weekend, and we're all ready to bring it all to you here on a Sunday morning. But let's just let's just start off quickly. There's one MLB game that's just about to begin the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Yes, I'm just as excited as you are for that one uh, on Peacock this morning. The Royals and Tigers, the two worst teams in the American League Central. It is Brady Singer and Tariq Skubal. So at least you get to watch one good pitcher today in Skubal going for Detroit. Right now, it looks like Detroit has taken some money over the last few minutes. So they're up to minus 142 right now. Totals at seven. That is down from seven and a half juiced over at the open. Now it's seven juiced over minus 125 at most spots on Detroit and Kansas City. Again, Scoobles off to a good start so far this year uh, for, for Detroit, and he looks to continue his good start to the season. We have James Salinas. Technology is not failing us this whole morning, James. 
<laughs> ah, well, we're back in action. Welcome to you. Great to be with you on a Sunday morning, Mr. Parles. How are you? I'm good. It's good. It's good to see you, James. And uh, uh, again, yesterday you had to do uh, you did a show with Holden Kushner, where both of you were remote. Uh, so uh, at least uh, the computer holds up here at South Point. So we're we're in good shape. But it's good to see you, James. It's good to have you here as always. And uh, James, uh, just uh, just going through this first baseball game of the day the Tigers and the Royals. It's always great to start off a Sunday of baseball with two of baseball's worst. Yeah. Yeah. What are we, I think we're a combined looking at this. What uh, do the math quickly in my, with my I, 36 games under 500. Whoa. That's a, we're, we're ready for that. I'm sure Peacock was very pleased that they decided to put this game on the schedule with this new streaming service. This is a boycott for me. So no I don't problem play any of these Peacock games. Well, it's a boycott for me. A lot of baseball has been a boycott <laughs> for me lately, but I think for the betting on the wor couple of the worst teams of baseball, definitely a boycott. But when it comes to Peacock, you know, I'm somebody that subscribes to the MLB Extra Innings ticket. I have that, and this game is not on there. I've what, I have to pay for more subscription services to get any of our sports packages. It's getting a little ridiculous. So this is just really a boycott for me. Each and every Sunday when Peacock puts these first games out, no play for me. No problem with that, James. By the way, no play-by-play -play broadcasters tonight on this game, or this afternoon on this game. They're going with... They're interviewing people in the stands. They're going to be interviewing players. It's going to be a real uh, interesting broadcast there that you and I will watch a grand total of zero minutes of. So, uh, no no bets for either of us on that. Let's go. Let's go over to the NBA though, because this morning or, or technically late last night, there was the report from Chris Haynes that the Nets and the Lakers are working towards a Russell Westbrook Kyrie Irving trade with those two guys being the key parts. Uh, James, I think your reaction. Uh, with no words says it all there for me, too. First off, I, I when Kyrie did his whole dance before opting in, James, it was just like, hey, you know what? Enough of him. Enough. Enough of, enough of the attitude. Enough of the selfishness from Kyrie. Enough of dealing with an elite talent. And I understand from Brooklyn's perspective why they don't want him anywhere near their team moving forward. But there is a point, though, where it's like, all right, do you really want to put yourself – in a scenario where you might have Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons in the same offense? I mean, as Alex Schiffer told them all and I yesterday on, on uh, Betting Across America, he doesn't even think John Wooden could put together an offense that could salvage having Simmons and Westbrook in the same offense. If you played drop coverage against those two guys, you could just put five guys underneath the basket. Yeah, basically. These two, neither of them can shoot. If, if, let's put it this way. If, they, if those two were to play a game of horse where you weren't allowed to dunk the basketball, would anybody win? Is <laughs> any going to make a shot with these guys? I mean, how, how inept would, of a backcourt would that be, and how easy would that be to defend? You just cut off the driving lanes and force each one of them. You could totally sag off of both of those guys to, to shoot the basketball. And I, I can't imagine that would happen. The, at least from the Nets side, to want to bring in somebody like Wessel Rusbrook. And I know you've got to match salaries, and it's it complicated. So that's the whole thing with trades within the NBA is multiple parties usually have to get involved. You don't see a whole lot, especially with big contracts. You typically don't see just a team-for-team team type of trade. There's usually a third dance partner, sometimes and an additional dance partner here. But I think for, for Simmons and Westbrook, that cannot be a backcourt that the Nets are looking for. So maybe there's other moves coming if that would be the case. But I think it's just, 
uh, the NBA trying to stay relevant. They're trying to do what the NFL does 365 days a year, and in particular in the offseason where they keep themselves relevant, very strategic about when free agency starts, when the draft happens, those types of things in the NFL and for the NBA, trying to stay relevant just as soon as the finals were over. But I think here... A lot of times it's just a continuous talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's nothing I'm interested in having a discussion here. It's early Sunday morning. We've already had technical difficulties here, Jeff, and I think if we have to discuss any more about Russell Westbrook or Ben Simmons or the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers, I may try to sabotage my own my own feed here. Oops, sorry, I don't know what happened. Sorry, Stephen Bond, our producer. He'll have to find something else until we get to the next segment. But please don't do that to me, James. Please, 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 please don't leave me hanging. I was uh, only kidding. I was only kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know the funny. You know what the funny thing is uh, with, with all this too, and and you bring up the constant talk of the Lakers. This stream of bets on the Lakers in the futures market that we saw, where the odds almost got cut fully in half over the last week. James, I'm going to assume you were not in that parade of people going to the window betting the Lakers because even if you get Kyrie, they're what? They weren't in the playoffs last year. They're still probably the fourth team out west at best. I mean, it just... It just uh, it, it just is not worthy of the betting discussion. It's not even worthy of making a not even close to be worthy of making a bet at this point. Well, the only way it would happen is those guys would all have to stay healthy through the duration of the regular season to make it to the playoffs. I think that's just the hard part now. We know LeBron, and LeBron's a, a, in terrific shape each and every year. He puts a lot of money back into his body uh, to keep himself healthy. We know that, and but still, he's got a lot of miles on those tires, as does Anthony Davis, another one that just can't stay healthy. Not nearly as many miles as LeBron has, but just, you know, he's becoming more and more broken down. You typically start to see that. You start to have these leg injuries, and it just manifests elsewhere within your body that you're overcompensating. And for unfortunately for Anthony Davis, that's just been a story over the last few years, especially him being there in Los Angeles. And then Kyrie, if and when he decides he wants to step out on the court, that's just another big question mark. So I think for those if you're talking about a big three, if they could get there, it would make sense for LeBron because I think for LeBron, yeah, all the again, all the the miles that he has, he has to facilitate the offense for the majority of each and every game coming down the floor and be able to take some possessions off and let Kyrie. Rip bring the ball up, let him run the offense, let him be the distributor and allow LeBron James to not feel like he has to be on the, not only off the court, he can sit out some more minutes, but also doesn't have to facilitate everything. That makes sense from, from a, you know, the, the load management per se within games and not having to sit out entire games to, to try to rest yourself. But outside of that, I don't trust any of those guys to stay healthy, especially Anthony Davis. And I definitely don't trust Kyrie Irving to show up for 82 games. Well, I think that the last part is, is is the biggest thing for if he were to go to the Lakers. And and again, if I'm the Nets, I'm not this is not the package I would want anyway. I don't want to, to take Russell Westbrook's albatross unless if you're uh, you're flipping that, but that's gonna be a pretty hard uh contract to flip unless if you're just flat out buying it out. I've always thought, uh, James, that the Clippers were the one that made more sense in LA, a package of Norm Powell and Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann, or you could put the more, whichever Morris brother, Marcus Morris, who's there now instead of Reggie Jackson, that one makes more sense from a Brooklyn perspective. But again, a lot of this offseason hasn't made any sense. Where again, Kevin Durant, who is under a massive four-year contract, is demanding a trade and wanting to 
create his own package of trade uh, to Miami or Phoenix, which, again, I would not uh, cave to that if I were the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, other teams that are po- possibly involved here, uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers apparently are somewhat involved in this Irving sweepstakes, where all I'll say, James, if I'm James Harden, I haven't signed that contract yet. If, if you decide to trade for Kyrie Irving, if I'm the Philadelphia Six, 76ers, I'm not signing that deal because I'm not dealing. Again, a lot of this is the fact that Kyrie Irving is a very difficult person to deal with to the point where Brooklyn does not even want him on their team anymore despite his talent. Yeah, so you're bringing along baggage. There's the talent on the floor when you decide to show up and compete. But then, you know, how does that affect the chemistry within the locker room? And you see the the lack of chemistry where Kyrie Irving has gone and how that's impacted their team's performance when they actually do get five-on-five out there on the court and kind of say the same thing about James Harden. I mean, talk about a temperamental attitude wherever he goes where he didn't want to be in Houston and throw making it rain down there to get himself perched out and go to Brooklyn. That never fit. And so I I agree with you, Jeff. The two of those, that's not going to be a match that's going to happen with Kyrie Irving and James Harden there in Philadelphia. And then having to deal with what does that look like? There's only one basketball to go around, and and you've got – very ball-dominant players, in particular with Embiid as well, where he's going to facilitate a lot of the offense, whether it's down low or a lot of times away from the basket. That's just not a match that I can see happening either. So a lot more drama to happen, but fortunately we've got quite a long time before the NBA start of the season happens. And Ultimately, I feel like the NBA would do better if they started the season, say, on Christmas, and we were still going through the playoffs right now in the month of July like we did during the pandemic last year. That would be a little more enticing to stay relevant in the NBA news. I'd have no problem with a later start, James. I'd have absolutely no problem. We're going to baseball next. It's Titan in the NL East. What are the odds with the Braves and the Mets? That's next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. And for just $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bet, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, and for one final day, the USFL. One final day, championship game tonight. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes a daily best bet email, every additional point spread weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you wanted. The cost is just $19 American dollars to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now. VEASAN.com slash summer is where you, d- where you take advantage of this great offer. It is betting across America here on VEASAN. Happy to be with you. Jeff Parles here in Vegas. James Salinas in Colorado. Uh, apparently, there is a lot of excitement in London Right now for the F1 race, I know our guy McHale and uh, Wes Reynolds, who do racing lines, going to have a lot to talk about this week on that. James, I'm not going to ask you to uh, do any breakdowns of F1. Don't worry. Not going to ask you that. Uh, Carlos Sainz is currently the leader uh, there in London. But we have baseball to talk about, James. Equally as exciting as uh, Formula One. The, the races in the NL, much tighter than the races in the American League right now. The American League races... The closest one is Minnesota has a three-game lead on Cleveland. The other two races, Houston is 12-and-a-half clear of Texas. And the Yankees, who are 37 games over 500 on July 3rd, ho-hum, 14 games clear of the Toronto Blue Jays in the American League East. But, James, as we look at the odds in the NL side, we right now have the Mets Two and a half games clear of Atlanta, the closest that's been since the first week of the season. We'll start there in the NL East. The Mets are down to minus 185. The Braves are plus 175. The Phillies, who are still somewhat in this thing, seven and a half back at 16 to one. The other two will throw out. They're both double-digit games back with three teams to hop each. James, is it time to get the Braves, or do you think it's, wait and see if the Mets can build it back up again in the next week before the Mets go to Atlanta, beginning a stretch where the Mets and Braves play 15 times in the last two and a half months. 
I think, well, and I think it's a two-team race. You look at the Phillies and the way that that team is constructed. Their bullpen is terrible, and this is a team that can't play defense. Too. They kick the ball around too much, and especially their approach at the plate as well. And now you have Harper on the shelf, and who knows when he'll be back and how long it'll take him to regain his MVP form. He was off to a great start, unfortunate situation for Harper. But with the Braves, obviously having that that sometimes you're going to see those hangovers from one year to the next as far as the champion is concerned, and maybe for the Braves, some some moves within the roster and take a little time to, to get themselves dialed in, then Acuna finally getting healthy and getting back into the lineup consistently. But it, it's just such a big question mark because if you look at the Mets, it's all about the starting pitching, and we haven't seen DeGrom. We really haven't seen DeGrom much over the last couple of years. When we do see him, they're talking about his first, he's going to start in high single A, I believe, here coming up shortly. But we just don't know what we're going to see out of DeGrom when he comes back. And the same with Scherzer. He's been on the shelf, and he'll be on the shelf for approximately two months before he starts to work his way back from the oblique injury that he had. And I think that's where, if I'm not typically one that wants to rely on betting on guys to come back and find their form after long layoffs, especially pitcher. These are, are two of the best pitchers in baseball and it's such a tandem. You get to a seven-game series with those two guys, we're going to face them a minimum of four times, if not potentially one of them, three times. You're going to have five games potentially to have to face those two pitchers. You get into those seven-game series, that's the challenge, but we're talking about regular season here, and I think for for a team like the Mets, this is... uh, Jeff, we could probably look at it both ways for the Mets. You can look at both with Scherzer and DeGrom when they get back at some point, maybe at the end of this month, and start to work their arm strength back up and and dial up their endurance again. Um, That's going to take some time. But by the time you get that going, it's going to probably be somewhere in August. You can say, well, these guys don't have a lot of innings on their arms, and that's going to be able to propel them to go deeper into these games. We're not going to have to try to do, in a sense, load management, right, where we're getting towards the dog days of August and September, where you start to dial things back, getting ready for the playoffs. They're going to dial things up for them, but they've got to stay healthy, and that's just too big of a question mark for me right now to say, yes, I think both of those guys will come back healthy, regain the form that we're used to seeing at of both those pitchers as far as their dominance is concerned on the mound and say, yeah, that's a bet I'm willing to make. Are we willing to fade that, though, with the Braves? I'd probably lean towards the latter with that statement. I, You know, it's, it's one of those weird situations for me here, James, because obviously the Mets fan background, which I have to take out of this, obviously, yeah. but I'm sitting on a plus 250 Mets division ticket that I got very early in the season where one book in town didn't adjust as quickly as they should have. I'm considering taking a little bit on Atlanta just as a, as a safety net here because, as you said, even though the Phillies are in, are technically in the race, they're not hopping both of these teams to win the NL East. Just not happening. So maybe I'll take a little piece of Atlanta, but I think the biggest thing that you mentioned is the Mets are holding a really good hand with DeGrom and Scherzer. Scherzer's coming back Tuesday. He's making the, his first start back in Cincinnati. DeGrom, like you said, makes a rehab start against, uh, again, the poor high A-ball Cardinal team in Florida that just every single time DeGrom does a rehab start, they manage to draw him. Uh, just the poor draw for the guys in high A uh, down there in, in, in Florida. But when you have two guys who, especially like you said, don't have a lot of innings on them and will not have a lot of innings on them, it makes them intriguing, more intriguing to me, actually, in more of an NL futures odd, not not a, uh, a an NL East market. 
because that gives them a better opportunity to succeed in the playoffs, and maybe they fall out of the division lead and actually finish second in the NL East in the regular season. But in a short series, especially the best of three, if they get stuck in a wild card series, and then the best of five, as we know, uh, the Mets will have a distinct advantage basically over whoever they play with the starting pitching, with knowing that you're going to be able to get the Grom and Scherzer potentially three times in, that, in a best of five and four times in a best of seven, James. So I would actually look more towards an NL Futures odds bet for the Mets than an NL East bet at this point. Yeah, that makes total sense. I would too. It's, it's because you're gonna they're gonna have to be very cautious with both of these pitchers. They're here. They're this team is built to win the World Series. They're not concerned with trying to win win a division in August. It's going to be maybe there is more load management going through, and I think they they will have to be very careful, especially with Degrom because of the injuries coming back from what he's dealt with over the last couple of seasons, that this is not somebody that they're just going to rock out there and look to have him eat innings during August and September matchups. It's get his arm strength going, and if it's just going to be limited to five, maybe six innings per game, that's fine. Let's get him dialed in so we keep him healthy and ready to go for the for the postseason, and I think that's where the challenge comes from for the other teams. I mean, the, the NL Central... It, if you're looking at the Brewers or the Cardinals, the Brewers pitching has really dropped off this year. And and this is neither of those teams, I think. If anything, I, I'd be more in, intrigued with the Cardinals within the National League than I would be with the Brewers. And then with the, the Dodgers and the Padres, I think the Dodgers, that's the issue right now, too. You talk about their starting pitching. I know Kershaw getting back out on the mound, although he got lit up by the, the Rockies here earlier this past week. But, you know, that's really a two-team race, and the starting pitching just doesn't match up. You get the Mets, and that that starting staff healthy, uh, and and even McGill coming back when he gets a, he he looked pretty good during his early stint this season. But you get those two starters going up. There's not a team with any other starting pitching in the National League as dominant as that. So I agree. I think looking more so at a National League future right now, and maybe you let it kind of sit and. And, and kind of simmer right now. Maybe you get a few more losses out of the Mets while they're working through July and and August with their two starting pitching, uh, two starting pitchers. And you start maybe find a better price with the Mets because to me, good pitching always beats out good hitting. And I'm not going to find two better pitchers in the National League as a tandem on any team. No, no, you're not. And and you bring up McGill. Wouldn't be shocked if they throw him in the bullpen now that he suffered two separate shoulder injuries so far this year. Maybe lighten the load there and. Again, the trade deadline, James, less than a month away, August 2nd this year. So, as we know, the way the NL is constructed, you really have eight teams that are in this thing, and the other seven are basically donezo. So you're going to see a very distinct line in the sand between the buyers and the sellers in the National League, even more so than the American League, where the AL, well, actually maybe not not, not the case, because the AL, you have the four teams in the East, Three in the Central are still alive, and then I guess Texas uh, and Seattle could fool themselves into thinking they're in the race somehow. The Angels, amazingly enough, are now in fourth place in the AL West. Talk about, talk about a fall from grace thanks to that long losing streak, James, as the Angels now sit 14 and a half behind the Astros after oh, only starting the, uh, the middle of May uh, down two games to the Astros, uh, losing 12 and, a half, 12 and a half games in a little over a month and a half for the L.A. Angels. We'll get to the rest of the NL odds a little bit later because the Dodgers are going to have the opportunity to sweep the Padres tonight, and it may be interesting to see how much those Dodgers odds will move 
if they were to complete the sweep of San Diego today and get it up to five and a half games, which would be their biggest lead of the regular season. But coming up next, we're going to the NFL, James. Our bread and butter, tight ends. Which guy do you want for props or any perspective? Coming your way next, Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data, the betting splits page. We'll show you where the money and the bets are moving for every game and now updated every 10 minutes. So you can see where all the changes are going in the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. So you can check it out for not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN's here to make you a better, better year-round. Check it out today. Betting splits, available for every game, VEASAN.com. Make you a better, better. Two different spellings, guys. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas is here with us as well from Colorado. James, it's our fun time now. We get to talk football because... We're 10 Sundays away from week one, which I know makes me happy. I know it makes you happy as well uh, that we can finally get a, get the NFL uh, back a little over a month away from preseason week number one. Remember, pushed back now because of one less preseason game. So we're going we're gonna to look at the tight end position today. And we're going to start of which guy would you rather have between two of the elites at the position. And, of course, I'm talking about Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders, and George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. And, James, I'll pose the question to you first. Which guy would you rather have at this point in their careers? Of course, both guys coming off uh, injury seasons a year ago. I think that's the – well, you have to try to put it in a context. What do you mean by which guy would I like to have? Am I looking and playing fantasy football and who might be able to – who's going to get more targets? Take it whichever way you'd like to go, James. Yeah, and I and I think for me, since I don't play fantasy football and I haven't done that for a long time, although I have been digging more and more in the last two years into the player prop market in the National Football League, and I think that's something. Those are those are kind of it's something where it's I'm not doing it for a season long. It's just week to week, and it's based on the matchups and how I think the the games will play out. But I think. Just talking about Darren Waller, I mean, the, he's such a combination of size and speed, and you know his background and what he had to overcome to get himself back into the National Football League and has some mental toughness and some discipline about him to be able to do that. And good for Waller to be able to, to put the, you know, the, those, abuse, the, those substance abuses behind him and be able to get back and, and maximize the talent that he does have to play. Now, the talent that he has out there on the field – more of a much more of a finesse player as opposed to George Kittle, and I think for for Waller, it's going to be interesting to see now with the addition of De- Devonte Adams coming over to the Raiders as well as Renfro, and we saw the connection, especially as the latter part of the season went along, especially when Waller was out for a number of games towards the latter part of the season for the Raiders. I think Renfro's really crafty. He he's a really crafty receiver, and I think for a team like the Raiders that is going to feature, you're not going to do that big contract and bring Devontae Adams out there to be a decoy, right? He is going to be a playmaker, especially I think in the red zone. I think that's where for Waller, the struggles of the the finesse style of play that he brings, he is he's not a three-down player. 
He's not going to be a, a blocker within the run game. It's not a good offensive line for the Raiders to begin with. It's not a team that's going to run the football very well this coming season. But I think on the other side, uh, give me George Kittle, just the intangibles. I think that he brings a lot of things that he does that do not score, show up in the box score, but Kittle, the physicality that he plays, especially as a run blocker. We know he's a, a terrific run after the catch type of tight end, very physical, not have the speed that Waller has and being able to, to create plays in space, but very physical, looks to initiate contact when he does have the football, but I love his run blocking ability. He is a guy that likes, he likes contact. He likes to crack back. He is, and he's really an inspiration and he's a key part of the run game for San Francisco. And he inspires and fires up his teammates with some of the blocks that he puts out there because he is so fiery. He is so feisty. He is an absolute alpha at the top in position. So between those two, for me, it's no contest. I want George Kittle on my team. No contest for James Salinas. Now now I think we're going to have some fun here, James, because I'm going to look at this from a little bit of a different perspective here. And, and I'm happy you brought up Devontae Adams with the Raiders because everyone is going to be so honed in on him defensively. I actually think Waller, assuming he stays healthy, and that is a big if, he is going to have a big year because you're not going to see the matchup. He's not going to see the matchups that you would see in the past for him because every once in a while they'd actually sneak a corner on him because of the lack of a real true number one wide receiver with the Raiders. They now have not only a true number one wide receiver, James, they might have wide receiver one in the entire NFL on that team in Devontae Adams. So I think if anything, and, and this is not the – Besmirch Kittle. I love George Kittle. He is a monster. He's a great player. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look half as good as he did a few years ago if George Kittle's not there. But this is one of those where if you're – when we get closer to season, more books are going to put head-to-heads of head-to-head receptions for the year, head-to-head receiving yards for the year. I would be very curious to see what a market would be priced on a Kittle versus Waller head-to-head, especially on receptions this year. Receptions probably skews towards Kittle. But receiving yards, you might be able to get more big playability than we have in the past from Waller. And look, last year, Kittle played three more games because of Waller's injuries. So Kittle was able to rack up 16 more receptions. And the yardage was a big advantage to Kittle last year. But I really do think that is because Waller was – A, hurt, and B, the guy that you shut down on Vegas. Now, yes, Kittle's a guy that you look to shut down in San Francisco, but Debo Samuel was the guy you had to shut down last year, and no one really did that. So that's, again, this is really close, James. We're splitting hairs. But I think for this upcoming season, if we're looking at a fantasy perspective or looking at a potential head-to-head in the betting market, especially receiving yards, I'd actually really consider Waller a lot more than I would have in the past over Kittle. And it's not to say these guys aren't good. We're talking about wide receiver, or excuse me, tight end two and tight end three in the league because, of course, we're all trying to catch Travis Kelsey here, James. And if we're talking numbers at the tight end position for George Kittle, well, we're going to look at potentially, right, is it going to be Lance that's going to be the quarterback for San Francisco? Mm-hmm. We, what is that passing game going to look like with Trey Lance back there? I, who knows? I mean, he's got such a bullet. He's got such a rocket of an arm, but he fires bullets each and every time out there. He's going to have to learn to dial some of those back and find some finesse within his throws. John Elway was one, I think, about when he was drafted here in Denver. Same thing, throwing 95-mile-an-hour fastballs on every 
every throw, even to the flat, he was hit, taken off his running back's head. But I think that's something that'll have to be coached through. Now, for me, I'm if we're looking at numbers and trying to whether it's head to head, I agree. I think it'll be more so Waller just because he's got more explosiveness in the passing game to be able to create and utilize that speed that he has. Again, not a very physical type of player, but speed wise, yeah, there's no comparison between he and Kittle. Kittle is one that just yards after contact. There's yards after catch, and then there's yards after contact. And I think yards after contact, I definitely give the edge to George Kittle with his the, how physical he is in creating and initiating contact and kind of relishes liking contact to play football. But I think the the importance of each player to their teams, to me, it's it's it has to be Kittle as far as which one is more valuable because Kittle is such an impact in the run game. Now, if we're talking about potentially finding props to bet, having Kittle available in the run game, that's where it may not be Kittle oh, with his receiving yards or his receptions, but when Kittle is available and based on the matchup of their opponent that they're playing, that's where you can find opportunities to bet San Francisco running, whether it's Eliza Mitchell or Debo Samuel, whatever that might be. Having Kittle out there may not be – it's kind of that – you know, that, that secondary type of prop where it's indirect. It's not about Kittle making the plays, but it's his impact on the field as a run blocker that will boost up those potential prop plays for San Francisco running backs to be able to look for some betting advantages as the season goes on. Well, James, I, you brought up one thing in there that I, I neglected to mention that is awfully important when looking at anything San Francisco pass catcher-wise this year. If it's Trey Lance, to me – all the value goes out of anything prop-wise this year for Debo especially and for Kittle. If it's Garoppolo, if he somehow is still there and is the quarterback week one, I would be more willing to bet props over for Kittle, over for Debo, because even with all of Jimmy G's problems that he's had over the last few years, I don't trust that Trey Lance is ready to play at an NFL level. I'm really not. So, again, it was a little different watching him in his second start last year, especially in the second half against a bad Houston Texan team, as opposed to that game against Arizona where they ran the uh, they ran the 1940s wing tee with Lance at quarterback in that game. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. And, James, I'm happy you brought that up because whenever whenever you're looking at the Niners this year, it's July 3rd. We still don't know who the quarterback is, and that's very rare at this point in the league. At this point in the league, where you have a guy who's on year two of his rookie contract, now usually it's his time to shine, but we still don't know. Well, especially for a Super Bowl contender, right? Yes. We can look at Seattle and their yes. the wreck of, of what they're going to do at quarterback position. But this is a team that has gotten themselves to the Super Bowl a few years ago, NFC Championship game last year by a field goal, and you don't know what you're going to be a quarterback. That's very rare, to your point, like you said, Jeff, in the National Football League. Yeah, one, one drive away from being in overtime, and boy, it was the worst drive in NFL history just about in the NFC title game. We have more tight ends to discuss, James. That's next on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences on Sunday. That's today. You can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive $10 free that you can use on any sport, regardless of your bet's outcome. So log into your account today or download the BetMGM app. Make sure you sign up to get your $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a one-game parlay. That's twenty, at least $25 on any Major League Baseball game today. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older. Place a wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. And those free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. This is Betting Across America here on Sunday. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, live in Colorado. We have more tight ends to talk about, James. And now we go to Miami and we go to uh, we go to Arizona. Zach Ertz, Mike Gesicki, James, whatever criteria you take here, we can work with. Who would you ra- Which guy would you rather go with? Because you're dealing with Ertz, who looked like he may be on the way out, had a little bit of a resurgence. 
with Arizona after that deal. And then Mike Kosicki, who had one really amazing stretch last year, and then the rest was pretty pedestrian for Kosicki. Well, I think for Miami, they were just trying to figure out what they were going to do at the quarterback spot and, and all the dysfunction that was going on with the coaching staff and the ownership, things behind the scenes that we weren't aware of until the, the lawsuit came out after the season there in Miami. And I think this year, if you look at Miami, well, you bring Tyreek Hill in, even Cedric Wilson coming in, and you've got Waddle on the other side. Where is Gusecki going to fit within this offense? And you didn't bring those players in to, to feature Gusecki. So I think for Gusecki, the, the amount of targets and touches that he's going to have is going to greatly decrease just based on uh, thinking about the, the money that was spent and the moves that were made in the offseason to improve not only the receiver position, but you bring in Armstead at the left tackle spot. I mean, last year it was a very – and it still is relatively a young offensive line. Armstead's really going to bring not only some – some be able to anchor that left side of the, the line – but also, I think, just bring some some veteran leadership to that young offensive line to, to kind of lead the way for those guys. But, you know, I don't know where Gusecki's going to fit within this offense, and I don't know how Tua's going to fit within this new passing structure with the speed that they're going to have on the outside. Is Tua going to be able to get the ball down the field to be able to make those throws? That remains to be seen. So maybe Gusecki turns into a whoopee for for. To, uh, as the season progresses because he's struggling to to get those connections down the field. I'm not sure what that's going to look like for for the Miami offense with Gusecki involved. I think those touches, again, will be limited. But you look at the other side here, I mean, what is, especially for the first six games, since we know DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games for Arizona, and this is a Brent, uh, A.J. Green. We saw there's just not much left in those wheels for A.J. Green. What else are you going to have here? I mean, bringing Hollywood Brown over, is that all of a sudden going to be a connection within this offense? Is that going to be some more targets since they're familiar with each other uh, from their earlier days in college? I'm not sure, but I think for Ertz here, he's going to have to be part of a, a big part of the game plan in the passing game as well as the rushing game. I think they're going to have to run the football a lot more early in this season. And do you trust Murray, I think that's my biggest question mark right now. I don't. I don't. I, all the things that were swirling with him in the offseason, we see, we see how he is when, he, when they're winning and everything's great and the body language is great and he's, he's, that, he's that leader in a sense when you're the front runner. But when things start to go south, in particular the second half of last season, that's going to be the issue. What happens to Murray when things go south? Because if you look at their schedule to start this season, uh, they're not going to get off to the same hot start that they did last year. They're going to open up in Kansas. They're going to open up at home against Kansas City, then right there in your backyard at Las Vegas, and then the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams they're going to host. I think that's three straight losses. So then what happens when the wheels fall off? I don't know. I almost feel like I want to abstain from this because I, I think for <laughs> – uh, I don't know where to go because it's not just about the two players. You got to look at where they, wh how they fit within the the scheme of the offense and the playmakers that they have. And I just don't know what Gasicki, like I said, is going to have opportunities. And I think for Ertz, I don't know if there's anybody else. Christian Kirk is gone now, especially for those first six games. And I think there's just some issues with the within that locker room as far as leadership is concerned with Murray. I don't like his chances for Murray to be able to connect with most anybody, let alone for Hertz being Hertz being now a feature within that offense due to just the the attrition of what we're seeing with the receiver position at Arizona. I guess if anything, I'll I'll lean towards Hertz, but it would only be for the first six weeks. I don't think I want either guy. 
I think I'm with you. I think I'm in the the, the abstain category here. I am. I'm very concerned about both of these guys because of the quarterbacking situations, like you said there. And Arizona's early season schedule, like you said, the first three weeks, I think they're 0-3. They have played poorly on the East Coast in the past. They have to go to Carolina, who I think will stink. But you're flying cross-country, playing the early time slot. I know that has mostly been debunked for most teams. But for Arizona, that is a team that has struggled traveling across the country. And then Miami, even though, uh, James, I will tell you this, in a uh, in probably a lapse of judgment and a waste of a free bet that I had on one of the uh, books when I was in Illinois, I took a piece of two to win the MVP in what was probably a big waste of a free bet just because if Miami takes the leap this year, two is a guy who has been much, much maligned, and properly so. But it does seem like if he has a big year and Miami somehow, what happens if Miami beats Buffalo in the AFC East? I don't think it will happen. Two will get more credit than he deserves. I don't think it will win. It's just taking a big number more than anything. Uh, but again, I don't fully trust him. And also, too, when you're dealing with a new big-time wide receiver down there like Tyreek Hill, Tua may try to force feed. So that will take away from everybody else that's on that roster. And Gasicki, who was a, a good target for Tua last year and the year before, may end up with numbers down because of that. So uh, this is, I'm going to, I would, if you made me take, I would take Ertz, but uh, it's not with a lot of confidence on either guy. Let's uh, sneak one more in here. I think this one's a little bit easier to break down here, James. Noah Fant, who is now, of course, in Seattle, a part of the Russell Wilson deal going from the Broncos to the Seahawks. And then second-year man Kyle Pitts uh, here. And uh, look, James, I don't think this is much of a discussion. It's Pitts all the way here. Absolutely. I mean, you've got Noah Fant. He's still struck with. He's still stuck with Drew Locke, most likely. Or when are we going to see it? There. I, I uh, come on, G- Gino. Come on, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and if they're, I think they're looking to tank and get into the sweepstakes for a quarterback in the draft next year. Is yeah, I think Seattle's going to have an awful season. This complete. This roster is in complete rebuild mode, and they're going to let Pete Carroll just have to suffer these L's and then move forward. Move forward with a new coach and a new quarterback going into 2023 for Seattle. But I think for Kyle Pitts, the challenge here for Kyle is he is going to be the focal point of each and every opposing defensive coordinator looking at this roster. I mean, it's really he and Cordell Patterson, and Patterson really is that hybrid now that they found. That was probably the one. That was probably the one positive from last year's season for Atlanta was getting Patterson more diversified in his opportunities to find ways to get the ball into his foot into his hands, whether it's in the backfield or or getting him out in in open space as a receiver. But for Kyle Pitts, I mean, look at the the quarter the. The quarterback situation for one for Mariota. I mean, he is a one read and then tuck it and run kind of quarterback, and he's just a stopgap there in in Atlanta as well. Don't have Ridley on the outside since he just committed the ultimate sin of throwing same game parlays. Was it same game parlay? <laughs> I don't know what he's throwing. A couple nickel parlays out there. Yeah, shame, shame. We know your name. He's done for the season. Unbelievable. I guess they have NFL has to send a message. They sent the message. No gambling on on football games, but. 
what what's what is that going to look like for Kyle Pitts? The passing game is going to be very limited for Mariota, and I think as far as numbers are concerned, Pitts is just going to have to make it out. He's going to have to. It's all going to be on him. Yards after the catch. The upside for Pitts versus Noah Fant, absolutely no comparison. Which one do I want on my team to start to build and go forward with? There's no question. It's Kyle Pitts for me as well. I don't think there's any category that we can take except for maybe drops, which is not a good category as we know, yeah. James that I would take Fant over Pitts at this point. I Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is the next Janet tight end. He's the next generation. And he's a guy who I wouldn't be shocked if by the end of this upcoming year, and he obviously set plenty of rookie, rookie records a year ago for a tight end position, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking about him in the same category as Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey, and Waller. I wouldn't be shocked if it's those five guys, including Pitts, all – in the same breath when this is all said and done next year. And for Noah Fant, it's only so much you can do when you're going to have either Locke or Geno throwing you the ball, or maybe even Baker Mayfield throwing you the ball in Seattle. We're going to be previewing the whole slate of baseball that starts in this 1 o'clock Eastern hour coming up next. There is one game going on. We'll update you of that as well. Betting Across America, rolling along. This is VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers. Insiders and handicappers. Insiders and handicappers. Insiders and. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.